to Popcorn for Dinner. This is Jeff. And Kelly. November is Nicolas Cage month here on Popcorn for Dinner. (laughs) Uh, A choice that was not necessarily informed by anything other than, hey, look, there's a bunch of Nicolas Cage movies streaming. Yeah. uh, And realizing that it could be made into a... uh, a probably pretty entertaining month, mm-hmm. uh, even if just for ourselves. Yeah. Because uh, <laughs> uh, he is the kind of actor that runs that gamut where there's like, I mean, he's won an Oscar for acting. Mm-hmm. And he's also been in so much trash. Yes. It is unbelievable yeah. uh, how much this dude <laughs> like wildly fluctuates from project to project, it seems. <laughs> uh, and uh, we decided to start it off uh, with something a little earlier in his career. Sort of, you know, I don't know if we're going to go in any kind of like, you know, chronology. Like, mm-hmm. oh, maybe go, you know, in actual chronological order or this or that. But it felt like uh, a very uh, a, a good place to start for yeah. him to sort of not jump into like, the super crazy or anything like that. Um, despite the fact that in this movie, he kind of is super crazy. And he really is. <laughs> like, it's, uh, it's really hair. funny. I mean, yes, there's, uh, there's a lot of stuff about that that, that we're definitely going to talk about. Uh, so we may as well kind of just jump into it so we can start talking about it. But the first movie for Nicolas Cage Month is the 1987 American crime comedy film Raising Arizona, the <laughs> second Coen Brothers movie uh, after their first movie called Blood Simple, okay. which was a lot more of it. Like if a lot of their movies can kind of be seen as one or the other, you know what I mean? Where it's like, mm-hmm. oh, there's like uh, No Country for Old Men mm-hmm. or there's like uh, The Big Lebowski. Yeah. And those are kind of the two <laughs> extremes that they bounce <laughs> yeah, yeah. back and forth between where there's like. You know, there's comedy in the serious stuff and there's Mm -hmm. plenty of like almost dead serious stuff in some of the comedy stuff. Yeah. And they mix it so well. But there is kind of those two sides. Yeah, they definitely lean one way or the other. Yeah, very heavily. And so the first movie, a lot more No Country for Old Men kind of thing. I've I've seen it once. It's been a long time, uh, but it's a lot more of like a serious like crime. Mm -hmm. Things go wrong. People getting shot kind of thing. And then there's something like raising arizona you know yeah. something like uh oh kind of, or oh brother where art thou yeah or those sorts of like zany just wild and out there comedies <laughs> that they it's 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 so interesting to me and i hope that like you see it as well mm-hmm. like i know that you know lots of people do but like there is just something to it that you almost can't imagine anybody else being able to pull off. Like the kind yeah. of things that are hysterical in like this movie or other comedies of theirs are done in ways where you're like, I don't understand how they're pulling it off, <laughs> but it's happening right now in yeah. front of me because like as much as overall, and I guess we'll get like an overall feel before we talk in more in depth, mm-hmm. like overall watching it again, cause I had seen it before, but again, quite a while ago, I think it's a movie that has a shitload of hysterical and great parts Mm -hmm. that don't particularly make the best whole. You know, like I feel like they nail this feeling better in, say, a movie like, oh, brother, where art thou? Mm -hmm. Or uh, even what was that? Didn't they do Burn After Reading? Yes. That similar style that just like mm-hmm. like, like goofy like crime. goofy crime caper n- yeah. nonsense yeah, yeah. um 
that I, I feel like they nail it better later on in their careers. Mm-hmm. But this being their second movie, it's still incredibly impressive. Yes. Uh, and it also, it's just something where it feels like they go into weirder places that they don't quite <laughs> venture in again. Yeah. You know, like the the Randall Tex Cobb motorcycle man mm-hmm. is so insane. Like the whole thing, <laughs> the fact that that character is plopped into a movie that isn't mad max or something (laughs) the fact that it's like a relatively grounded world Mm -hmm. even if uh even if nicholas cage and uh (laughs) and holly hunter uh who play high and ed uh even if they're just goofy as hell and the whole movie is kind of built on these crazy weird like lapses of common sense Mm -hmm. at every turn but it's never in a like it's never in like a stupid movie way. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's it's yeah. there's something just so strange about it. It's a similar way of just like how some of the comedy works, even though you're like, well, I don't understand how it's working <laughs> on me so well. But it is like it's just Damn you, Cohen brothers. Yeah, it's just so wild. And 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 the people in it on top of Nicolas Cage, like that's one of the great things about theme months is that you like you have to choose something mm-hmm. and then that thing is never the only thing about it. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah, okay, these are all gonna be Nick Cage movies, but this one also gives you obviously, like we said, Holly Hunter, mm-hmm. who's fantastic in this, even if Ed is kind of a lunatic. Yeah. Uh overall. <laughs> uh you like just as much as high, if not more. Absolutely. Um, but you also get fucking the briefest. The briefest. Oh. I wish she was in more. Oh, Frances McDormand. Yes. 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 She she's... showed up and I was like, Of course. Oh yeah. Of course she is. <laughs> she's gotta be. She was She's like the lead in Blood Simple. She was like the first lead in their first movie. Of course. So, of course, she's going to be there. She's, oh, God. She's in everything. She's so good. She's so good. <laughs> uh, but then you get John Goodman. Mm-hmm. I love John Goodman in this movie. He was it's, such a dick. It, I mean, he, he was, but there's like, it's it's the way that they write characters, mm-hmm. like the way that they write eccentric characters with like seemingly contradictory uh, behaviors based on what you would sort of imagine they would be. Yeah. You know, like, cause you know, obviously the whole movie is centered on an ex con. So there's a lot of stuff in jail at the beginning. And mm-hmm. so that's where John Goodman and his brother come in. Like they are also criminals doing criminal things and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And, you know, you see them, you know, slicking their hair back and they're kind of just these like dumb, goofy criminal guys. But then the dialogue that they get and the way that they say them sometimes is so absolutely hysterical. I loved that moment uh, when they're in the house and uh, and uh, High and Ed have to go do that thing. Where I guess it's where they go to see, what is it, Glenn and Dot, who are Frances yeah. McDormand and her mm-hmm. husband and all that, when, when they're going to see them or they're coming over or whatever. Yeah. And they're like, sorry, guys, you just, you know, you got you to gotta be out of here for a while. And John Goodman's line of, so many social engagements, so little time. Like, what? <laughs> That's how this guy talks? Really? Like, it's, it seems like it shouldn't work, but it does. Yeah. There's something so, like, hysterical about it. Like, he, because he is an idiot. Mm-hmm. And the rest of the movie shows that. But just, like, being so eloquent in that moment. Like, where did that come from? And yet, for some reason, it works. But, yeah, the the plot of the movie, which is truthfully like insane yeah you know what i mean like the 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 actual synopsis like what the movie is about <laughs> there's no way to do this in a way that isn't a comedy because it's just so absurd <laughs> that you kind of have to like lean into 
just the goofiness of it. Like, I don't, mm. I, I just don't think this idea would come to someone in a like serious form. Yeah. You know, because yeah. it's so absurd. <laughs> uh, but on IMDb, they describe the movie as uh, when a childless couple of an ex con and an ex cop decide to help themselves to one of another family's quintuplets, their lives become more complicated than they anticipated. Uh, (laughs) it's the wording of that is so perfect because it's kind of the way that it feels is the help themselves to the baby. Like they never think of it as kidnapping. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like they're doing it because Ed wants a baby so, so, so bad. And they want that normal family and all that. Mm -hmm. Uh, and the fact that like the way that they justify it to themselves the whole time is like, she said she has more than she can handle all those babies. We'd be doing them a favor, Mm -hmm. like just helping themselves to a baby yeah so insane (laughs) (laughs) and at the same time it almost feels like something like oh how has that not necessarily been done before like maybe it had Mm -hmm. but you know it just wasn't as popular or something but that just like screwball crazy comedy (laughs) idea of let's just steal a baby yeah let's just steal that baby and make it our baby and not even change its name, seemingly. Yeah. They continue to call him Nathan Jr. throughout the whole movie. Like, when they're talking to other people, they say they haven't decided. Or they just call him Jr. Yeah. But then all the times when they're alone with the baby, they still call it Nathan. Uh-huh. As though they're just going to leave that name. Yeah. Like, wait, <laughs> what? I guess I just would want to know, like, since you came into it not really knowing at all where it was going, right? Like, yeah. like you didn't watch, like, a trailer or really anything. It was just like, hey, it's on Prime turn it on and watch it yeah you know essentially i i knew nicholas cage and holly hunter were in it there you go (laughs) um so the first like 10 minutes of the movie is basically a big long like narrated montage Mm -hmm. of like the the truncated story of how high and ed meet yeah and basically explaining what kind of character high is and you know what what he does uh and it's all sort of done in that like wonderful Cohen's way like him (laughs) him going to jail at the very beginning of the movie and going through those exact motions and then getting out and then robbing another store and then Mm -hmm. going back in and then doing it again eventually getting to the point of being like how you doing like recognizing (laughs) the people that are at the jail because he's been there so many times uh (laughs) is just like I thought that was just great comedy in and of itself like in such a Cohen's move Mm -hmm. uh but like where did where did you necessarily think that it was going like obviously in that montage is him proposing and all that kind of stuff so like you knew that there was like oh a love story is building between these two but where does it go (laughs) i mean my first question about them was like at the proposal scene Mm -hmm. i was like do they even know each other more (laughs) than like what she knows from booking him yeah right right i mean that's that's like that's what i find so funny about it though is like they're like they're both i mean to to (laughs) <laughs> they're both idiots well yeah i guess that that was what i was it's going just for. she's like, a lawful idiot and he's a criminal <laughs> idiot yeah pretty much like like and it's it's not necessarily out of out of like line to say that either and i doubt that i mean maybe they would but like i doubt that the cohen brothers would even particularly disagree you know mm-hmm. like no yeah they're idiots Look at yeah. what they do. They do a bunch of idiotic stuff. The whole movie. They steal babies. Yeah. <laughs> They're idiots. Um, and I know Going that- to steal one and let them all out. Yes. Like, what? <laughs> I mean, that sequence, um, I agreed with a, a review that I read about it, just talking about how, like, there are some bits in this movie that they that just goes on a little too long. Mm. <clears throat> and I felt like that whole baby sequence 
went on too long, mostly because I wasn't even a hundred percent sure what was going on. Like, because because like uh, obviously, like we said, like they he's a criminal, she's a cop. They get married. He stops doing criminal stuff. She stops being a cop. They're just living their good life, mm-hmm. and they realize that they want a baby. And then they find out that she can't have a baby. She's barren. Hang on, oh, you uh, you misspoke. Oh. The next logical step was to get a critter. Oh, yes. That is how they phrased it. (laughs) I was like, okay, yeah. Get a dog. Yeah, you get a dog. (laughs) Or a cat. Like, if if you're a cat person, fine. You do you. Yeah. They mean a baby. Yeah. Uh, okay. Um, I mean, Arizona. I love. I do love their their like lingo and the way that they talk and and just like I don't know. There's something charming about <laughs> their like weird hickness. I don't know. I like yeah. It. Um, and it, it does. It especially sort of comes down to the actor and actress as well. Like those two, they just work. Mm-hmm. I dig it. Um, <laughs> and Nick Cage to just you know put a, a fine point on the the theme of the month is so funny in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> he does so much great physical comedy and just like the delivery of lines mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Uh for one, the line that absolutely killed me and it all comes straight from his delivery is when he's laying in the bed in prison and that other guy is telling that story about like and then when we were when we ran out of meat we ate bird, and when we ran out of bird, we ate the fish or something, mm. or crawdad. And when we ran out of crawdad, we ate sand. And his what? We ate sand. You ate sand. And then it just cuts away, and it's <laughs> gone, like so brilliant. I love that. Uh, once they find out that she's barren, mm-hmm. and there's that uh, there's that like windswept desert sound effect over the doctors <laughs> meeting when they're talking about it, and the doctors just like pointing at the diagram like this doesn't work, like yeah. whatever he's doing. <laughs> there's that like in the background. I was mm-hmm. like, these man, they are doing everything in this movie, yeah. <laughs> like crazy, like weird, like special effects. And, uh, you know, like, obviously, like, mm-hmm. when he, when the fucking motorcycle dude is, like, shooting, ra- or blowing up rabbits and shooting lizards and stuff. Yeah. Like, what the fuck is all this nonsense? <laughs> and then those sound effects in the background. Mm-hmm. And just the, like, that the perfect level. Up. Yeah, the, just the perfect level of, like, overacting or even just, like, just, just going a little bit extra. Not mm-hmm. too far, but just a little bit further. Because that fucking moment... After they learn, like, oh, she was barren. And he says, the pizzazz had gone out of our lives. The shot of him standing in the mirror with shaving cream all over his face and him just, like, like staring into the camera, like, dead-eyed, almost cross-eyed, hair all, like, floofed out to the side, holding that razor in the air, like, with the pizzazz had gone out of our lives. It, oh my God, it's so good. I, I honestly really liked his voiceover mm-hmm. in a lot of it. I thought it was really well done. Yeah. And and not like a crutch, like a lot of movies use voiceover. Uh, it Man, and that theme, that banjo theme that plays throughout it, it's so reminiscent of like a silly, like Benny Hill comedy bit, but it also is very like kind of like a pretty song and a like prelude to like oh brother and and inside Lewin Davis and that kind of folksy stuff they do. I specifically quoted it as hillbilly yodeling. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> I mean that's the that's like the theme that 
exactly. that like the, the, that chase theme when he's running, you know, through yes. the middle of the movie. That's what yes. that was so brilliant. I love oh that God. music. It's so great. Like not it was a, so ridiculous, right? Like not in a way of like, oh, you know what I'm going to do to sit down and, and rest for the evening and relax is listen to some like high pitched, high speed banjo yodeling music. Like no, obviously, but for the movie and the and the tone that they were trying to convey, yeah, it was absolutely pitch perfect. I loved it, and I absolutely loved the little detail when he runs into that supermarket and the theme is playing over the speakers in a Muzak version. I that, didn't even yeah, catch yeah, that. It's, oh, man. oh, it's so great. I loved it. I loved it so much. Uh, and that whole chase sequence with the fucking dogs and yeah. <laughs> running through everything. So I, madcap I, and crazy. I had two separate notes about the dog. Well, because the first one shows up like he, he jumps into that yard when he's escaping from the from <laughs> from that uh, <laughs> attempted robbery. And he jumps into the yard with the Doberman and it like just can't reach him. So he like mm-hmm. scooches along the fence and, and escapes. And and at that moment, I just wrote like, oh, it's a Dobie. I love Dobermans. They're so cute. Like he's an adorable dog. Mm-hmm. And then you know, like a few shots later is when he escapes from the yard and then goes chasing after him. And you're like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. And then like just as the camera cuts and more and more dogs have joined this like <laughs> army of dogs chasing him. We're like that in the in the grand scheme of everything, unless there's some like crazy allegory or something that I'm missing. Like in the grand scheme of things, it means kind of nothing. Yeah. But it's so perfect. Just I like this chase it. gets so out of hand. Yeah. <laughs> like he's <I'm> just like <laughs> going through someone's house with the yeah. like <laughs> like the camera following each yeah. like first first high like then the cop yeah, yeah. Then, then the, the dogs. dogs oh yeah oh it's uh, so good during that chase scene too the cop was just uh-huh. like shooting wildly <laughs> oh yeah i like, love that there's he's... innocent civilians in this store you need to chill it with the bullets i loved that he was sitting on the passenger side door shooting at high and then when the car stops too short he flies out of it. <laughs> <laughs> it's like what are you doing you lunatic oh man and like i mean the whole thing is nonsensical because like uh, the the clerk shooting at him when he's still standing outside the store is like, okay, yeah, sure. If this clerk is feeling that ballsy, mm-hmm. even though he's not being threatened anymore, like, okay, fine, he'll take some shots. But the fact that he shows up later in the yeah. chase to shoot him again, like, he followed that. What is he doing? This dude's a lunatic. Like, nobody in a Coen Brothers world is normal ever. No. <laughs> and it's like, it's sort of fun when those things just sort of pop out of nowhere. Like, what mm-hmm. the? Uh, but like, the the entire sequence of them stealing the babies, like them coming to that conclusion yeah. and like watching the news broadcast about them having so many babies and hearing that, oh, they might be a bit too much to handle. And that like lodges in their brains of like, so that means you mm-hmm. could probably help yourself to one of those babies and they won't even mind. Yeah. The like heist sequence itself. Again, I was very <laughs> I was like that sequence took a little too long for me. Um, because at first I wasn't sure what he was doing. I was like, is he trying to keep these babies quiet mm-hmm. or is he like test driving these babies? That's what I thought he yeah. was doing was like, let's see if this one's any good. Uh, yeah. I don't know about that. And then he puts it down and gets another one. So like them, it, it getting out of hand seemed like, and obviously he's an idiot the whole time, yeah. but it just seemed like it was like, this was completely avoidable. high. Mm-hmm. this entire nonsense with the babies crawling around. Mm-hmm. If you had just gone in and been like, baby, grab, leave. Yeah. Uh, but of course he can't leave it at that. No. Um, <laughs> I just thought it was crazy. I was like, for one, they make a very specific mention that it is 8.45 p.m. 
They are stealing these babies so early mm-hmm. when people are clearly still awake. Like, yeah. what are you doing? That seemed out of, like, just, that, that seemed wrong. They're, they're idiots. <laughs> yes, they are. And then the other thing, though, was that, like, the they, they cut down to Nathan Arizona and his wife. Uh-huh. And they, like, look up as they hear all this, like, thumping and stomping around. Uh-huh. And, and then babies it, crying. Yeah. And then it just cuts back to high for a while. Uh-huh. And I was like, they're really just listening to this? Uh-huh. They're just letting it happen? And then when it finally cuts back down to them, like, two minutes later... Finally, they're like, maybe I should go check. No, it was like, <laughs> it was a couple times they cut back to Did them. They? Yeah, okay. because I I had time to write a note. Why have they not checked the children? <laughs> like, Very uh, when a stranger calls. I know uh. it was on purpose. <laughs> but yeah, I like I loved the sequence when when Nick Cage gets back to the car without the baby <laughs> mm-hmm. and her freaking out on him about it and him just like maybe what was the he. he uh, it just didn't work out. Yeah. I loved that. It was like, that's the best way I can explain it. It just didn't work out. Like, all the babies got loose and things got crazy and they came upstairs. <laughs> and then her response of, don't you come back here without a baby. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's, it's like, just like. You're the, the cop. Yeah, right? Exactly. <laughs> I absolutely love the shot. And I don't know how it hasn't become like a reaction gif yet or something. Of the baby looking over its mom's shoulder to the, like, wild-haired Nicolas Cage in the window waving at him. Because there's something so, like, that looks like a moment from, like, a horror movie or something. Like, it's where it takes the shape of 1987 Nick Cage to scare somebody. But just, like, creeping in the window like that, like, hey there. And then he finally gets the baby. The the thing that I thought that whole opening sequence was setting up was like, oh, the, the babies are all jumbled now. Now nobody mm-hmm. knows which baby is which baby, but nobody seems to really care about that. No. So it doesn't really come, yeah. come about again. Um, They're probably all tattooed somewhere. Do they do that? I don't know. I don't oh. think so. <laughs> I was like, whoa, <laughs> that's wild. That would be insane. Anyway, so they finally get the baby mm-hmm. and he steals the instructions, which I thought was hysterical. Yes. The, the Spock's <laughs> baby book. Um, and Ed attaches immediately. Yeah. I thought that moment was so funny how hard she goes. I'm just like, I love him so much. <laughs> like, it might not necessarily be for laughs because his response is so kind of heartfelt of just mm. like, I, I know you do. Like, you wanted this mm-hmm. and you needed this. And yeah, we just stole a baby, but look at you. And like, it seemed like he really cared mm-hmm. and, and how she felt about it. But it also was just like, I could imagine Holly Hunter being like, really? This hard? And the Coen brothers being like, yes. Exactly. <laughs> even more. Amp it up even further. You could hardly breathe. You love this baby so much. Like, that is how much you love this baby. Um, uh, but I did like, I liked how much, like, because at first, I, I, you know, I've forgotten how the movie really kind of goes, at least in terms of, like, character stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, I knew that those brothers started doing stuff and the baby goes missing and blah, blah, blah. But I forgot if, like, High was, like, a totally, like, oh, this was a bad choice, like, right away, mm-hmm. you know? And I liked seeing him being the, like, proud dad kind of thing, you know? Yeah. Like, his, his him being so proud and beaming when he's like, I think I got the best one. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, for one, what an absurd thought. Right. There's five identical babies yeah. <laughs> that have done nothing to differentiate themselves from each other. Yeah. And he still is like, I'm pretty certain I got the best one. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's so silly to me. Um, but yeah, him, you know, showing him around their like trailer, like holding the baby out to look like that's the breakfast nook where we chow down. And mm-hmm. <laughs> there's the TV only two hours a day. We don't want you to lose the appreciation for the finer things. Mm-hmm. Like, what does he know of finer <laughs> things? Um, and they seem like a truly like happy family for a moment. And you almost forget like, right. They stole this baby. Yeah. This is not their baby. Like they are so happy. And the baby clearly not knowing any better is just like there and looking at him yeah. or whatever. And for like a brief moment, you can be tricked <laughs> into thinking this is sweet. And then you're like, Oh, wait a minute. That's yeah. right. This is kind of a nightmare like, okay. of, of, of a crazy yeah. <laughs> couple who steal another family's baby. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, obviously their intentions are sweet, so we're on their side. Mm-hmm. But, like, still, the real yeah. <laughs> truthful thing that just happened, horrifying. Kidnapping. <laughs> Total kidnapping. And just the, like, yeah, okay, it's a baby, so maybe it won't remember yeah. that it lived another life a little bit previously for, to for you like stealing 48 it. 48 hours. Yeah, however long, because, I mean, obviously the babies in the movie are, like, a year old or whatever the fuck. Like, they're pretty old because they have to be, to be in a movie, you can't actually get, like, a two-day-old. Yeah. So it'll never know that it was one of those babies until it gets older. Mm Mm-hmm. Because I had never really thought about that before. And I was like, imagine being that kid and growing up and turning, like, 17. I mean, it it could happen at any age or whatever, but just, like... Whenever that kid finally sees a picture of the famous Nathan Arizona and his four sons mm-hmm. who are all identical and you're like, I look exactly like them. Mm-hmm. And one of them was missing. Oh, my God. Like, there's no way around it. You know, it's yeah. not like maybe he's related. Like, he will look identical. Yeah. Holy shit. They never thought about that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely not. And, it, and like the movie doesn't even necessarily play with that at all. But I guess maybe it's just kind of implied that like their plan is dumb. Yeah. Beyond just stealing babies. But this baby specifically, too. Mm-hmm. It's like the easiest baby to trace. Yeah. <laughs> is the one that looks identical to the other babies. Yeah. To the other four. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but like and and then that that <laughs> when he's trying to take the family picture. I love their first family picture. Like mm-hmm. the, the 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 awkward sort <laughs> yeah. of like smile. It's- yeah, and he's just like like half smiling, and Ed's just looking at him and not even at the camera. Mm-hmm. Uh, and his hair's all crazy. the The hair craziness I actually read was very much a Nick Cage thing that he wanted to do, and <laughs> of course he, it but was. he like they called it Woody Woodpecker hair, <laughs> and how like it would have more like crazy waves to it the more like danger or stress he was under. You know what I mean? So, like, it, when he's, like, actually, like, happy and chill, it's, you know, kind of more combed over and, and tamed. Mm-hmm. And then when things start going crazier and crazier, it's just, like, <laughs> this ridiculous, like, plumage on his head, uh, which just is so damn funny. And that mustache, yeah. his look is so perfectly, like, white trash dude, the, like, chops mm-hmm. and everything. It's it's so perfect. It's yeah, so much like- better than his white trash in Con Air. Like, yeah. I think he needed the mustache. <laughs> Con Air would have been better if he had a white trash mustache. <laughs> I agree. I agree. And then there's the, like, the thing that comes in. Because, like, you get to that point in the movie, mm-hmm. which is, like, fairly decently into the movie. Like, maybe you're, like, half hour in or so. And you're like, okay, so now is it just them hiding this baby yeah. from the world? 
Like, what exactly happens? And the motorcycle guy is shown at first uh, to be a dream. Mm-hmm. You know, that's how High describes him. So you're like, okay, so that's symbolic of, yes. you know, the the man coming to find the baby they stole. Like, that their lives will never be safe mm-hmm. because this baby is a stolen baby. Like, someone <laughs> is coming for him. And then they just show that, oh, no, that guy exists. He's real. Yeah. And he's out there. And he is, in fact, going to help look for this baby. Like, oh, no. Okay. So I guess that's the movie. Yeah. Is that this guy's <laughs> going to come for the baby. And then finally, at the end, they have the confrontation. But, like, throughout the movie, they're not really crossing over. Yeah. Uh, what crosses over with High and Ed <laughs> is the hilarity of fucking John Goodman and William Forsythe as the brothers. Oh, the, my God. The, oh, what's their last names? I don't remember anymore. It's like Sneed? No, not Sneed. <laughs> Snotes. That's Snote. it. Snotes. It's Gale and Evel Snotes, uh, which is, again, such Cohen Brothers naming. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, cannot be a normal name. <clears throat> no. Has to be crazy and weird. Yep. Um, and they are so fantastic. I, I loved them when they show up at the beginning montage in jail uh, and the way that they talk about doing crime as, as a job. You know, the way that they're like, sometimes, you know, work just gets in the way of having a family. Like, being in prison is what your job entails? Like, yeah, yeah, because they're criminals and they just understand it that way. Like, (laughs) there's something like, well, okay, you're owning it. Yeah. You know, like, (laughs) it makes a bit of sense, I guess. That escape scene. Oh, my God. When they escape from jail, that is one of my favorite things I think John Goodman has ever done. That is Emerging from the mud. Emerging from the, like, shit mud screaming (laughs) coming coming out of the ground like a monster (laughs) just full on like (laughs) the the rain and the lightning and the thunder (laughs) and then when he reaches in to pull his brother out i was like by the foot that's the best part i because i was like okay yeah right they're escaping that's what he's doing he's coming out of the ground and then he's gonna reach in and get his brother and when the boot comes up first That was what fucking killed me in that moment. I was like, this is so just absurd and hilarious and great. And just like pulling them up and they're both just like, yeah, into the rain. And then it just cuts to the next scene. Yeah. There's no, like eventually they explain what they were doing when, Mm -hmm. you know, they're like, oh, we hit the sewer main. And (laughs) luckily for us, we were able to get out of there. I, I we don't it. always smell like this, ma'am. <laughs> that might be one of my favorite lines of his. <laughs> we don't always smell like this, ma'am. I did write it down. Uh, they cut to directly to the baby sleeping <laughs> from them screaming. From them screaming in yeah. the rain. Like such the anti-cut. Like yeah. <laughs> just something completely different. Um, and Peaceful baby sleeping, but the baby was sleeping on its stomach showing just how idiotic they are. <laughs> I mean, I would not. I would not doubt that that was fully intentional, you know? Oh, like, yeah. It's not something that I noticed because I don't really think about anything like that. Um, yeah, that's it, like but, one of the few baby things that I know. Yeah, but I, I I can almost guarantee you that they were probably like, actually, you got to flip them that way because they're idiots and they wouldn't know it's not supposed to do that. Yeah. <laughs> um, <clears throat> but the next moment, like, because when they, when the brothers show up to H.I.'s trailer mm-hmm. and are like calling for him, when they knock at the door and say that they're the police... And High grabs his gun, Mm -hmm. and she's like, they're not breaking up this family. And he's like, hell no, they won't. And he takes the gun. I was like, they're willing to die for this? Apparently. Like, you can tell by the voice, and we all know that it's John Goodman, and it's Mm -hmm. not the cops. Mm -hmm. But, like, in that moment, if they were like, we know you stole the baby, High's just going to shoot it out with them, and then everyone dies? Like, what the f- That is insane. (laughs) Lunatics. Like, 
seriously wild that that is what they're like apparent plan is immediately <laughs> if, if that comes to be yeah no answering the door and being like what's going on yeah <laughs> answering the door with a gun ready to do this like holy shit man they are ride or die for this baby yeah <laughs> <laughs> and them coming back in is kind of that that like that tug back towards the criminal life mm-hmm. for for uh for hi and uh and the thing that kind of brings up the like the actual like conflict of the rest of the movie between yeah. the main characters because again there's the there's the stuff with nathan arizona and the biker mm-hmm. and the biker telling him like i could get more money on the black market for your baby mm-hmm. so you better pay up because i'll find that baby yeah and we'll see who pays the most for it like holy shit what a monster man he is seriously <laughs> i did like how how uh like the biker's language is also kind of like it kind of contradicts his character of this mm-hmm. like gruff monster dirty like terrible teeth smoking like just he's like a he's like one of the fucking like orcs you know what i mean (laughs) from lord of the rings like he's such this like but then he's like talking to nathan arizona about the economy of things like this and like Mm -hmm. what does like he doesn't seem like the kind of guy who would give a speech like that yeah seems like the guy would just be like baby uh, kill baby <laughs> like it seems like he would have a very limited vocabulary but he also is fairly eloquent which i think is pretty funny too um but like there's all that stuff going on and i find it funny enough like nathan arizona dealing with the cops and the feds after mm-hmm. they discover that the baby's gone and them just sort of being like just all this like bureaucracy that's like mucking it up that nobody's getting anywhere with it where it's like the cops are asking the questions and then the FBI agents are contradicting the cops and then asking the same question anyway and mm-hmm. Nathan's getting frustrated and then he's yeah. like he just gave fingerprints and so now he's getting shit all over his yeah. stuff and he's just so frustrated and like all of that stuff is happening yeah and then over there like what's really going on is that high suddenly becomes like infantile no, no. <laughs> I mean, like, yeah, juvenile. Well, no, 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 no. High, high becomes like just like, uh, uh, you know, he's he's just he's not content anymore mm-hmm. with being the family man guy, and he gets yeah. like easily swayed by his dumb criminal friends mm-hmm. into being like, oh, who's wearing the pants here? Hi, what's going on here? Like, he is since he is an idiot, yeah, he can very easily be manipulated that way. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, these two obviously don't care about the fact that he has like a family and a baby, yeah. they just want him to help them rob banks and stuff. So, like, they are like the ultimate bad influence to come back into his life. They're disgusting eaters, too. Oh, yeah, I mean, they're they're the worst, they really. Re- like, they awful. truly are. The fact that they even like the fact that they're sitting there in those shit covered coats, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like, they come in and acting all gracious of, like, oh, thank you very much, man for letting us in at this hour and all that and then they're just like oh by the way we also smell like shit yeah like because literal we, like, shit because we're covered in shit yeah god they're the worst and high <laughs> is so stupid to not be like get out of here guys like yeah. he's just he's too nice to his the, the people that i mean there is a little bit a little bit of that at the beginning of how you know going back and back and back to prison mm-hmm. that like there's that camaraderie that you get that he says like how oh, that I imagine is like a sports team or something or, or no in battle in, yeah in battle yeah like people in battle or whatever so like it's set up that he has this like connection to bad guys and yeah. doing bad things <laughs> and specifically the guys from that prison yeah right and so like it's it's like oh god here it is they're gonna make him <laughs> do it mm-hmm. uh, and then he just seemingly has that like off the cuff 
I guess I'll do it. And that's when he tries to rob that store again. That whole big chase <laughs> happens and everything. And then there's also, like we said, the stuff with uh, Frances McDormand and her husband, mm -hmm. uh, where they have that meeting where there's like all those shitty kids uh, that they have that are so monstrous. And it seems like it's that that is like the other hand in tipping high towards like wanting to be bad again mm -hmm. is the fact that it's like, oh, God, like so my friends think I'm pussy whipped. And also, Jesus, fuck, is this what having kids is like? Mm -hmm. <laughs> These like monster children, the one that's just spraying him in the crotch with a, yeah. <laughs> with a squirt You wet gun. yourself, you wet yourself. Yeah, like they're the worst kids in the world. Uh, and it's like you can sort of understand why or at least you could see coming like, oh, God, he's not going to. Yeah. He's not going to be cool about this. Like it's, it, he's not going to be like, well, kids are kids, and that's what it's going to be like. He's going to be like, oh god, yeah. oh no, <laughs> this is what it's like. He has that little breakdown with, uh, with the husband. Now I forget his name, Glenn. Glenn, yeah, where he's he's like, he yells something out into the desert. <laughs> I forget what it is now, but he just like suddenly breaks down about it. Which then turns into Glenn suggesting that they swing. Yeah, <laughs> which. Then uh, results in uh, High getting fired because <laughs> yes. Glenn's his supervisor, and he does he punch him? Yes, because I know that he runs into that like cactus? he runs in, yes, yes he runs into the cactus. So I, like I forgot that he actually did punch him, and later I was like, why is Glenn blaming him for being hurt? He hurt himself running into the goddamn cactus. Yes, but but. I did punch him in the face first, like uh, punched him in the nose. Gotcha. Right. Okay. I know that he like blows up on him, but whatever. Yeah. That a little bit confused me because I did not realize that he was his supervisor until later. Yeah, me neither. They didn't mention that until afterwards. So I was mm -hmm. like, oh, that's why that's a bad thing. I was like, who yeah. gives a shit if he punched some dude? Uh -huh. <laughs> like, fuck that guy. He's a dick anyway. <laughs> um, I forget. The end really comes together because, you know, the the motorcycle man finally he follows clues what what what's the clue that leads him to the trailer like there's a point where he pulls up outside of their trailer yeah he was he was tracking the smote brothers oh that's right that's right he goes to where they dug out mm -hmm. of the prison and then follows, follows them and that follows leads the him mud and then yeah, and yeah follows it and that gets him to high and ed's mm -hmm. trailer where he notices that the baby is there right doesn't he, he notice it i mean because he, he like he stakes the, it out yeah he hears the baby crying and probably just assumes who else is gonna have a stolen baby but the people that broke out of prison right right <laughs> i'm just it's just like so strange like i was watching it just this morning and still there's plenty of bits that i'm like forgetting <laughs> like I said, uh, it's a lot of the little things that I think that that I really dig mm -hmm. about it that makes the movie really great. And as a story, it kind of meanders a bit in certain ways where you're just like, wait a minute, hold on, wait. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> At least trying to think back on it a little bit. I just love like I just wanted to get to it because at some point there's that hilarious like close quarters battle between Nick Cage and John Goodman in that trailer where it's yeah. like it's just too <laughs> small a space to have that brawl yeah, <laughs> and they suffer the consequences of it or like Nick Cage raises his hands over his head and scrapes it on the stucco ceiling like oh god yeah. like, it's just, it's just, the ceilings are too short and then Goodman like trying to punch him and his arm goes in the wall and then it goes through the other wall and then when he pulls it back like yeah. god this space is so tiny and they're trying to have this fight but I think it's just so funny and so the brothers steal the baby mm -hmm. and I 
don't even recall. Like, I guess they assume that they're going to get the reward money for it or something. Yeah. But hysterically, they just fall in love with it. They yeah. just <laughs> It just turns out that they love that baby, too. Yeah. The hardened criminals falling for this baby. Yeah. And being like, we actually love him. And then yeah. being so concerned for him later and, like, wanting <laughs> to come with when, when High and Ed steal it back yeah. just to make sure it's okay. Like, we come with, too. We need to come with. Like, they love it. They name him Dale Jr. Like, he gets another name. <laughs> another junior. <laughs> another junior. Like, it's so, like just stupidly sweet like mm-hmm. i don't it, and, and it seems like it only really works because it's john goodman and i will give william forsyth a big hand here for playing mm-hmm. evil because he's really good too like yeah. they're both really fucking funny together as those brothers yeah <laughs> uh, but it's it's after they steal the baby and high like goes off i guess to find ed so i forget because the, the trailer's empty when the motorcycle guy comes to look and see what happened in there. Mm-hmm. And that is where the payoff for that, for the fart on the wall yeah. is so, <laughs> so good. Cause it's like, they show it that one time mm-hmm. when the kid is doing it and you're just like, God, what a fucking piece of shit kid. Yeah. <laughs> and then I think during the fight with the brothers, there's like at least a shot where you can see it on the wall back there, mm-hmm. but it's not like a focus shot thing, but you're kind of just reminded like, Oh yeah. And that's there. So then when the motorcycle guy shows up and he's like looking through the house and all the shots are like looking at him Mm -hmm. as we're seeing him like look around, but we're not seeing what he's seeing yet. And there's that one point where he just like looks up all serious, like almost straight into the camera. (laughs) So you're like, what is, what did he find? What's he got? What's, what's the clue? (laughs) And the reverse cut of just fart. It's just right in his face on the wall. He's just looking at it. Like the absurdity of that. The idea that this like monster man, like this, this, this ethereal apocalypse biker manhunter guy is faced with the word fart just right in his, written on the wall. It's, it's, brilliant in how stupid it is you know what I mean? like it's the it's like the classiest funniest fart joke i've ever seen i love that <laughs> i really do like that stuff and then all the all the the goddamn nonsense to end the movie like that them the brothers bringing the baby into the bank with them mm-hmm. because they're concerned if something happens to them nobody's gonna find the baby in the car yeah so they bring it inside yeah like as <laughs> not thinking at all like well if something goes wrong now the baby's dead too <laughs> like there's no <laughs> there's no good ending for this baby but you guys bring it in like there is yeah there's all the nonsense about like freezing and and hitting the ground yeah. Which is just like goofy comedy, you know, like mm-hmm. miscommunication stuff. Like, oh, well, what I mean is what it said was and all that. And like all of that throwing John Goodman off mm-hmm. so that he just like doesn't do very well at this robbery. Like yeah. I would have been more focused if that old timer hadn't mouthed off like that. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, I, I can't freeze if you want me to hit the ground. And if I hit the ground, I'm likely to not be freezing. So <laughs> just oh, God, get, get down. Oh, God, where the tellers go? <laughs> We're on the ground. <laughs> Oh, that's right. God. (laughs) Just that whole thing being a big clusterfuck was hysterical. And then they leave the baby again. Mm -hmm. Like they left it in the road when they stole the car. Yeah. And then they just screamed the entire way back. I thought that was one of the funniest bits with them. Again, John Goodman just being such a good screamer. That like hit them realizing they left the baby behind and just like. And then the like far away shots of the car like doing the big u-turn to turn back around um i loved that 
the bit where like when they go in there to steal it and they tell the guy behind the counter to lay on the ground Mm -hmm. and count to you know 900 and then count back down to one and we'll be back (laughs) and you know if you don't do it and then so Mm -hmm. while they're coming back you can hear him like 890 Oh, forget it. And then he gets back up and they're like, ah, driving past. And he's like, oh, gets back down. Oh, man. Uh, and then, yeah, the second time they forget the baby and start screaming. And then the paint in the in the uh, the money bags explodes all over them. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. So they're just like such a mess. Yeah. By the end of the movie, it's such like madcap craziness. Like it just keeps <laughs> upping itself and how zany it gets until finally the biker is there for the baby. And he faces off with Nick Cage and Holly Hunter. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, God. Which I, I didn't understand, like, why he felt the need to kill them, too. I mean, <laughs> I know he's, like... A monster man. He, yeah. <laughs> Whatever the hell he is. Yeah, but, like, he could have just taken the baby and kept on riding. That's true. I did sort of think of that myself. Uh, but, I mean, I guess, it. you know, obviously the movie just wants them to be the heroes I mean, and, and have a chance to <laughs> save the baby. Um, and there's also something so funny to me of Nick Cage when he like when he's getting that hug of death from the biker yeah. where he's just going to like squeeze him to death, I guess. And That's he pulls... literally what I wrote. It's like, is he <laughs> hugging him to death? Yeah. And he pulls the, the pin out of the grenade that's on his chest, which obviously is what kills him. Yeah. Um, it's the it's the mouthing, I'm, I'm sorry. sorry. Yeah, I don't even understand what that, like, is meant to imply. Like, like is he, he really sorry? Like, like, is he like, I didn't want to hurt you. I didn't want to have to kill you, but yeah. you gave me no choice. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Like, like, I mean, I guess in the end, because they do mention earlier in the movie that, uh, like, when he gets back in the car with Ed after he tries to rob the place and gets chased and all that shit, mm-hmm. that she's, like, says something about armed robbery, and he says that it can't be armed robbery if the gun's not loaded. Yeah. So it's, like, it implies that he never really has any intention of hurting anybody or killing anybody. Yeah. So it's, like, he, yeah, he's a criminal, and, yeah, he's stuck people up with a gun, but this is the first person he's ever killed. Yeah. So he's like, I'm sorry. I didn't. I, <laughs> this normally isn't how I do things. Uh, but yeah, I thought that was also kind of hysterical and sweet. Uh, <laughs> um, as I mentioned before, there's just something that works with these two. Mm-hmm. Like it really feels like, I mean, the Coen brothers are so particular that you imagine that they wouldn't have let it been people that it wouldn't work with you know what i mean yeah. like they would never would have hired two actors that would suck in this role like mm-hmm. they would have they would be very like nope it's got to be the right people yeah uh but these holly hunter and nick cage are so perfect in the, as these characters that like no matter how dumb they are no matter how like illogical or <laughs> monstrously stupid or childish or whatever that they are that even by the end of that scene when they bring the baby back and they're like, sorry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and and Nathan Arizona somehow just lets them go with just like a piece of advice. Yeah. Of like, you guys shouldn't break up because you like sleep on it at least. Yeah, one yeah, night. at least sleep on it for a night or whatever, instead of calling the police or getting them arrested or shooting yeah. them with his gun or any of that stuff. Yeah. Like you you don't feel like, oh, what? They get out of it? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like they're you you feel a little bit like, well, okay, they get a chance to do it, do it right, maybe, or mm-hmm. you know, however they're gonna do it next time or something. <laughs> but like, despite the fact that truthfully, their actions throughout the movie are like reprehensible. Yeah. <laughs> and in most movies, they would be the villains, mm-hmm. the the baby stealing criminals yeah. <laughs> <laughs> who put it in serious danger. 
um, you still are like, well, okay, by yeah. the end. Because, like, it's such a silly romp that you're not like, well, that goes against the message they were trying to portray. Like, I don't <laughs> think there was that huge of a message here. It's a crazy movie to be second in their yeah. filmography. You know, like, it, 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 it has such a specific touch yeah. that is so Coen's. Mm-hmm. That you're just like, how did they have it figured out already? Yeah. <laughs> You know, like, I mean, obviously yeah. there, there's plenty of people, you know, like Tarantino, his first movie was Tarantino. You yeah. Know what I mean, like Reservoir Dogs was very much his voice. Yeah. And he there's nothing. Started off with that and just never strayed. Exactly. So, like, it happens. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not like it's like they're magic makers, like, <laughs> but they kind of are. Like, there's yeah. not a lot. You know, there's yeah. not a lot of people that have such a distinct feel that like if I hadn't told you it was Coen Brothers at some point you might have been like is this mm-hmm. a Coen Brothers oh, I, movie I, absolutely wow. <laughs> like, absolutely even if I hadn't seen the title card obviously yeah I would have figured it out yeah there's just something it, something yeah. about the characters and the way that they do the things like those parole board people <laughs> the way that like the way that their lines were delivered where it almost felt like they were told like when you're not speaking do nothing yeah. You know, it's like there's the three of them talking to high mm-hmm. and when one speaks, the other two are doing absolutely nothing. They're not looking at the person talking. They're not, you know, any yeah. stage business. There's no like shuffle. It's just like stock still say your line. When he's done, you say your line. When uh-huh. that person's done, you say your line. And somehow it doesn't come off as like stilted theatrical acting mm-hmm. like it kind of does yeah but it feels so purposeful yeah that like you're like i'm there yeah, yeah. we got Makes this sense and all, oh god those terrible polish jokes that glenn kept telling oh my god where it's like they were so clearly terrible and he was telling them terribly <laughs> and the whole point is that it's not funny at all like, yeah it's, it's <laughs> like, like ugh, it seems everything's it. a contradiction yeah uh but i dug it a bunch i was glad to watch it again because again i hadn't seen it in a while mm-hmm. so many good lines yeah and deliveries and just like just the way that these folks are yeah you know like <laughs> I, I it's it's like a <laughs> i totally forgot when he's proposing to to her and when she's taking the pictures of the other guy and he's like ed i'm here to do whatever and make you uh, make an honest woman out of you or whatever and then he looks over and he's like hiya kurt yeah. Like he knows the dude getting booked right now. Love that. Love that so much. I love uh, when he gets arrested the second time and he's getting his pictures taken and, and Ed is sobbing. Mm-hmm. And he's like, what happened? And she says, my fiance left me. Mm-hmm. Fiance. Oh, my God. It's so good. It's so fucking funny. I love that to death. Oh, God. Also, I love uh, Leonard's line of my friends call me Lenny, but I've got no friends. <laughs> Like, wait, hold on. What's that supposed to mean? <laughs> oh man. Um. Yeah. I mean, what a what a start for Nicolas Cage. Seriously. Month. Like, yeah, it was a lot of fun. Uh, it was, and something like this is kind of a very long winded way to get to the <laughs> the idea that like it feels to me, and I know that it's not true because I've read a bit about how like on the set. The Coen brothers and Nicolas Cage, like they were, you know, plenty like uh, respectful. It was just that Nick Cage did a lot of improvising that the Coen brothers weren't really big fans of. Mm. And they said they had to kind of edit around some stuff. 
because they were like, uh, no, 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 that's not how we want it. And we are very much about how we want it. Yeah. So like, and that's the wildest thing too, is like how wild and zany everything is. And yet it's all purposefully and perfectly meticulously planned out. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, there's almost no like, oh, and that kind of just came to us. Like, oh, that was crazy. Like, oh no, that was from the very beginning. That was the first thing we thought of. Yeah. <laughs> Dog chase. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like ridiculous. What? Okay. Um, but it does sometimes feel like while you're watching this movie and seeing Nick Cage being so young and so early into his career that you're like, did he learn how to act from this movie and never changed? Yeah, you know what right? I mean? Where it's like in Coen <laughs> Brothers movies, everyone is kind of amped to 11 more so than normal. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then he just stayed at 11 the rest of his career. Where he's yeah. like, this is what acting's like, right? I got to do it like this. <laughs> I got to do these fucking faces. And <laughs> that moment when Goodman punches him and he turns his face to the camera and his eyes crossed. Yeah. Like, oh, like oh my I, re- God. I read somebody uh, uh, describe this movie as like a live action uh, Looney Tunes cartoon. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, I could have absolutely yep. 100%. If yep. you look at it that way from the beginning, you could probably overlook every single fault. Oh, yeah. Of just being like, okay, what's the next crazy, weird, zany ass <laughs> moment that's going to happen? That, that fucking long shot from the outside of the Arizona house up the house into the window to the screaming mother. Mm-hmm. Like uh, that was apparently a, an homage to Evil Dead that uh, Joel Cohen did yeah, some yeah. editing on. So like they were, they're mm-hmm. all buds, you know, like uh, what's his face? Raimi who made yeah, yeah. Evil Dead and the Coens, they're all intermingled. So like doing a shot like that is like, oh, we'll do it like. Mm-hmm. Like Sam did. <laughs> we'll show it to him and be like, you like that? You like that? I bet you do. Um, See what we did there? Yeah, right? It's That's fun stuff. Uh, but I am very excited to watch some more Nick Cage. I'm very Me excited too. to look at all the different types of movies because like, there's stuff like this uh-huh. where it's like sort of art house in a way because it's so not a mainstream movie. Yeah. You know, the Coen brothers are so weird in their career <laughs> where like they were just given carte launch to just like be fucking weirdos forever yeah it's so crazy that they know ne- it was never like yeah they made their first movie and then they made like uh, a studio movie mm-hmm. to make a bunch of money and then they did their art house movie and then they made a studio you know like there's a lot of folks who do that yeah like steven soderbergh makes some crazy fucking weird avant-garde movies <laughs> and then he does the oceans movies yeah you know what mm-hmm. i mean like and it just because that's what you do mm-hmm but the Coen brothers seemingly never had to do that. It was like, we made our first movie that we made it all ourselves and we wrote it and we did everything. And then we made our second movie where we wrote it all and we did everything ourselves mm-hmm. and it was great. And then the rest of our careers was just that forever. Yeah. Like, I don't I don't even get it because at how, a certain point. How did you manage that, guys? I know. Like, at a certain point, I don't know when it was in history, but one of the Coen brothers was like, yeah, that was like the last movie of ours that made any real considerable amount of money. Was was this movie uh, raising Arizona, and so it's like wild that it's like, and yet still they continue, they allow them yeah. <laughs> to make movies, and obviously super glad about that. Oh yeah, I love them so much, mm-hmm. but I also understand that like they're so not really mainstream yeah. movies, other than like a handful of them. Yeah, that are like okay, they at least cross over mm-hmm. into a more mainstream feel, but so many of them are so strange. <laughs> and like I said before, like after almost every Coen Brothers movie I've ever seen in theaters, there's been somebody in the audience who says like, what a waste of time. <laughs> you know what I mean? Where they just like, they just don't get it. They don't like it. Mm-hmm. And it all feels stupid to them. <laughs> and I don't even begrudge them for that. Like, okay, yeah. totally. It's just wild that there's enough people <laughs> to keep that boat going i don't even 
They're so good, though. Our, I love it. Our <laughs> people are out there somewhere. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> but like you get a movie like this with Nick Cage month. Uh, we don't even know what the next movie we're going to do is, but you know, yeah, there, there's so many you know. options. You could do a crazy movie that nobody's ever even heard of mm-hmm. because it's so low budge, or you could do like fucking like national treasure. Everyone knows national treasure. Yeah, it probably or, won't you know be I mean? national treasure. Right. But we just, don't have Disney plus anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but like just legit, like it can go so many different ways mm-hmm. and that's kind of the fun of this month. So I'm excited to find out where me, we go next because I have no idea. This is going to be so fun. This, it's, <laughs> I'm so looking forward to this month. But uh, I think that is going to wrap it up for this week for uh, Popcorn for Dinner. This is Jeff. And Kelly. Maybe it was Utah. Utah.